Welcome to C-Suite Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for another edition of the Brett Allen Show. It's go time. You know what Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Kathleen, welcome yes. into the podcast. It's good to have you here today. Hi, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, we are chatting with Kathleen Ladan, but you will probably know her from a different world. She is the OG, the original voice of Dora the Explorer. Yes. And we are chatting with her today. Well, how are you doing? How have things been for you during this crazy, crazy time? What have you been up to? What has been keeping you busy and occupied? Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, this year has been pretty crazy, I'm sure, um, as with many other people. Um, I have been working in a design um, field for the past few years. Um, and I did lose my job during the pandemic or due to the pandemic. Um, so I had a lot of time on my hands and <laughs> trying to figure out what to do with myself with all that time. Um, so I got back into um, auditioning um, for several voiceovers. Um, so I had to get that all set up. My mic, a little like booth thing for my apartment. <laughs> and um, um, so I started doing that again, which was fun. And I also started a online fashion boutique as well, which is something I've always wanted to do. Um, so I did that um, and just kind of like being proactive and, you know, and finding a new job, uh, but also, you know, really taking advantage of the time that I had to spend with my family, if, if I could, my immediate family. Um, and yeah, just kind of use that time and you know, find the good in it. I know, you know, yeah. struggled, but yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge, I think for a lot of people and just really kind of like trying to reinvent themselves, I guess you could say, and sort of figure out, you know, what the next move is, as far as that goes, it's just been crazy for everybody, but it's good to know that you've been able to work and kind of sort of get back into this and 
stay busy and that sort of thing. Well, let's talk about the matter at hand. This is very interesting because as I was doing research, as I always do looking for great people to have on the podcast, I came across you and I was like, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize that there has been several iterations of Dora, but I guess that's pretty normal for that type of career field as a voice actor, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, from what I've been told in the past, um, while I was the voice of Dora, um, a lot of um, actors aren't really, you know, especially with um, children's programming, usually a lot of the voiceover actors, they kind of like turn every year or every so many years, like they usually don't voice the characters as long as I have with Dora. So like hearing that, I know that's, you know, me voicing Dora for so many years, you know, was such a, an honor and an accomplishment in, in of, it, of itself. But I think the show itself was different than a lot of the other shows that um, were airing at the time. I think, you know, for Dora to be a bilingual girl um, really kind of shook things up in children's programming. So, um, and I say that because we did, it, there was so much press surrounding the show where, you know, I was the face of Dora in the beginning and we, there would be a lot of interviews um, and all of these things where normally a children's programming show wouldn't get, you know, so. Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm curious to hear more about that because it was a huge show for its time. And the fact that it reached multiple, multiple audiences was a huge deal. When you look back on it and you go, wow, I can't believe I did this, but it was an honor to be a part of it. Is it just mind boggling to you even today how that character and Diego have still transcended time i mean there was a movie here like a couple years ago a live action like and you can go hey i'm the old school dora i'm the one that really sort of embodied this character for so many years and originated it right yeah i mean i think when i look back on it now i don't think i understood how much of an impact the show was making um you know i remember when i first started um it got uh, I forget what they call it. Um, they pitched it and it got denied the first round. Um, but they still wanted to continue and kind of repitch it. Um, so I stood with them. It was me and a few other um, voice actors and we stood with them and um, they repitched it. Then it got picked up. So it took a while. That whole process was a few years and um, until we actually started rolling into production. So you know, when I think of all of those nights, you know, being in the recording studio with my mom and um, Harrison Chad, who was a voice of Boots and his mom eating Chinese food, like, <laughs> it's like, you know, all those nights were for something more than what I even thought. Like, you know, like, like you said, I, I watched the live action movie um, the other like a few months ago. And it was it was awesome, like to see how, you know, people could still relate and resonate with the character and fall in love with Dora all over again throughout all of her, you know, her life. I mean, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Well, let's talk about how this came about for you. So you were obviously at a very young age, like a lot of child actors, when they come upon a big project like this, how did you find out about it? And what was it that sort of kind of got you into the role as far as like being discovered, I guess you would say, and being cast in the audition process, that whole 
scenario for you? Sure. Um, I will give all the credit to God and my mom. Yes. (laughs) She really uh, was the start of everything. So when I was younger, um, about like four or five, my mom started, um, she put me into a modeling school and kind of started off there and did all of the shows. And through that school, I was brought through this convention. It was a modeling slash acting convention, um, which is where I met my manager, Shirley Grant. Um, I remember I was, I did like um, a skit. It was a commercial for like Cheerios or something. And I was like <laughs> a little bumblebee and she like had to find me right after. And she was telling my mom, like how she thought, you know, I had something and she wanted to represent me and all this stuff. So that was when I was like around six, I think. Uh, my mom agreed, you know, we did that whole process. And one of my first auditions was for Dora the Explorer. Um, I remember going into the office. I was with my mom and my brother. And I went into the audition. You know, mind you, Dora's voice was my voice as a seven-year-old. As a seven-year-old, I wasn't creating voices or doing anything. (laughs) My voice at seven years old. Um, So you know, it was, it went very quick from what I remember. Um, the producers were in there. There was a lot of people in there, which, uh, you know, as I grew up, I tend to see that, you know, that's normally not the case, but, um, so after the audition, they asked to speak to my mom. So I went, I got my mom and, you know, they were just telling her how like amazing I was and how, you know, they just wanted to meet her and talk to her and all that stuff. So then after that, we were driving to my grandmother's house in Connecticut that same day, we get a call from my manager just a short few hours later, and, and they said that I got the role. And we were like, what? That's insane. Like, you know, we didn't know, like, that it happened so fast. You know, we were just kind of going through, you know, the audition process and all that stuff. So, um, and I mean, that was the start of something that I didn't even know was about to begin, right? And it, you know, 10 years later, after doing all of this at 18, like that was my life. I I, like the life I'm living now seems like a second life that I've had after that. But that was kind of like the audition process of, you know, me getting the voice of Dora. Yeah. I have to imagine that growing up, like when I talk to a lot of child actors, it's always interesting because they always, there's always two kinds of situations, right? Kathleen, there's always the ones who they start out, they want to do it. And it's like, that's their lifelong goal. They want to be an actor and they do it into their adulthood and they just keep going and going and going. Some of them are successful at staying out of trouble and some aren't. Right. But my point is, is that then there's the other side, like yourself, who get thrust into this type of situation where you are the voice of a global cartoon or learning series whatever you want to call it and then you're like you hit 18 and uh essentially you you stop you age out however it works right Mm -hmm. and then you have to go on and just like live a normal life now or decide what you're going to do next how did you when you got to that point and you're like okay you know this is kind of the end so to speak in a positive way like how did you sort of prepare for that because you kind of alluded to it like now it's like a second life, you know, you've kind of dipped your toes back in a little bit. We mentioned that earlier, but kind of going from that last moment of 
okay, this is the end. We're on our last season. We're on our last few episodes. Like, where were you and your mom and, and everybody at as far as deciding like what what you were going to do next? You were going to keep going or this was kind of the end? Um, I think the plan was always for it to keep going. Uh, when they did recast, I was a senior in high school and I already had planned to go to college. Um, so that was always like, you know, I had to go to college first and then I can, you know, continue pursuing acting full time. Um, so I, in college, I went to college for communications um, and I continued taking acting classes um, on the side. Um, I had a part-time job. Um, I was still trying to, you know, keep myself busy, uh, making sure, you know, I, well, my grades were, were great. And I always had a job. I mean, I think I, aside from acting, like I worked at the deli when I was like 16, like. I don't know, my parents just always thought it'd be good for me to, you know, have all of that, you know, aside from acting, that acting life. Um, but after college, um, well, I graduated a semester early because I decided I wanted to go to L.A. because I knew voice acting in New York wasn't as big um, as it was in L.A. So my manager set up a whole bunch of meetings. I went out to L.A. for three months on my own. Um and I had, I had a lot of connections. I had a lot of doors open just because of the fact that I was the voice of Dora, um, which was great. But like you said, I was kind of thrown into this role with a voice that was my own. I never had to create a demo. I didn't know what having a demo was. <laughs> like all of these different things that I didn't know voice actors needed um, in a sense. So when I went out to LA, I was kind of like in this whole new world and trying to navigate it all. And at the end of it, it was kind of like, okay, you need to learn this, this, and this, and then move out here if you want to really do this, you know? So it was something I really needed to think about. So I came back to New York and obviously the whole rejection was like a big thing for me because I didn't know I had to learn all of these things or I've had all of these, you know, being the voice of Dora wasn't enough, right? Like mm -hmm. my voice was already like, a, you know, that sing-songy type of voice as Dora has. That's something that I carried with me and I didn't even know. Um, so little things that I had to learn about myself, um, but I continued, right? I had, I, I was a waitress, I worked at a gym and still trying to pursue TV acting along with voiceover acting. Um, and I think after a few years, and I didn't get another big break, so to say. I still got, you know, parts here and there. Um, you know, I, I think I wanted something different. I wanted something more, something more sustainable. I wanted like a weekly or biweekly paycheck. I didn't want to, you know, yeah. you know, grow my life and have a family. And I think my passion also died down, I think, for acting and voice acting. And an opportunity came up and I took it and then I was in the corporate world, you know, so... <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think that's like an uncommon story to happen. You know what I'm saying? Especially for folks who kind of start out so young. And, uh, you know, it seems like today, like if they did a kids program, I was talking to somebody yesterday or the day before, and she plays a kid on a cartoon, but she's a grown adult individual. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's like creating that voice versus like having somebody who's like six or seven and creating a character like you created, but it's crazy. Like, it's just, 
it was a phenomenon and still is like when my son was like four and five, you know, we're watching episodes of Go Diego Go and Dora and learning about the map and all of that crazy stuff. Well, fast forward. Here you are now. You have a family. You're married. And how awesome is that? Do any of your family kind of look back at this? I mean, and go, oh, can you believe that you does your husband or anybody sort of kind of have fun a little bit and go, you know, this I can't believe this was you at such a young age or or anything like that. It has to be make for fun on, on some occasions for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um my husband not so much. And I think that's why um we're married now. <laughs> very like, you know, like, you know, I don't know. He didn't really care so much that I was a voice of joy. He just, you know, loved me from aside from that. But no, there of course like uh, for a fun fact, when I yell or when I try to yell, my voice gets higher pitched and I end up sounding like Dora. So I'm never like threatening or anything. So <laughs> <laughs> that's always fun. We end up laughing after that. But um, no, for sure. Like I have so many family members at like family parties, you know, everyone grows up and then they have kids and then their kids have kids and, you know, they're, they're going to tell them and then they're like, oh, can you do the Dora voice for me, please? And, you know, I do it for them. So and it's fun. I could still do it. So that's, that's Oh, you can. Well, that's great that you still have it in you. That's amazing. Um, that's fantastic. Well, now I have to ask. So you've got this. It's funny that that's a funny story that when you yell that your voice just automatically goes into. So you're like having a heated conversation with somebody or your husband or whoever, not to make it personal, but then your voice just pitches and it's yeah. like, okay, so are we fighting or are we trying to follow the map and get to a destination of, uh, exactly. you know, to another island with uh, boots or whatever? Yeah, that is fantastic. Well, I know you had done some other things as well. Um, and again, you mentioned early on in our conversation that you were kind of re-auditioning a little bit and sort of dipping your toes back into the pool now that you've experienced like the normal life, as we call it, you know, getting the paycheck, as you mentioned, and all of that, which is nice and not really necessarily having to like depend on, you know, the next acting gig or something <laughs> like that. Do you do you have or find yourself getting the desire to perhaps maybe go back at it full time again? Or was that just a chapter of your life that it was and, and you're just quite content with where things have landed now, because obviously you have a fantastic life with a family. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to still stick to auditioning. I mean, I have a great, um, you know, team behind me, you know, who's representing me and sending me out, um, on auditions and with COVID and the pandemic, everything changed. I could do everything from home, you know? So if there's an opportunity where I can audition for something like, why not, you know? Sure. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like a, now with I, I did get a new job. I start on Monday. Nice. So that's exciting. Um, but I still want to continue, you know, if I can audition and send a tape from home and if the opportunity opens and I get it, I mean, why not, you know? Um, and if the door opened again where I could do it full time, I don't think I would I would close it. I think I would explore it and see how it works with my family. And if it does, then why not? Absolutely. Well, it's just exciting, like to be able to have this conversation and I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy week and your busy day to hang out with this. And for people listening, if you have never seen 
Dora the Explorer. I would say watch all the seasons and episodes like 2010 and back uh, because that's where you will see Kathleen. I don't even know if it's still on right now. I mean, I'm sure it probably is in some way, shape or form, like on YouTube or something like that. You know how those things always take off and just keep going like the Energizer Bunny. Um, they stream it on Netflix and Apple TV, probably. Very cool. Well, Kathleen, this has been a lot of fun and I appreciate you just taking the time to sort of relive these memories. And it's, I can see the excitement on your face when you talk about it. So uh, what a privilege it's been. Kathleen, thanks for uh, joining us on the podcast today. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun and good luck with everything. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A mega proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care.